Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. You got me, Kevin Aglin, Corey Majors, Mike Bassick, Alec Medford is with us. Sometimes you might accidentally put it as Alex in a group text, and then you regret it. It is Alec. And joining us today as well is we've decided we're not fancy. You can call him Mike. You can call him Pops. He is the winner of the KNC for a day package. Gentlemen, welcome to the show today. Well, thanks for having me. I'll be Mike. (laughs) Okay, you want to be Mike and he can be Pops? I think so. I think that would definitely give us different names. (laughs) That is a statement. That is... That is a statement, and I do support it. So, <laughs> right right out of the gate, I really hope Reggie is not listening to this segment. He's sleeping. Okay, good. He's a single man working nights. You should definitely listen to the Get Right 7 to 11 right here on the fan, 7 to 11 p.m. The reason why I hope he's not listening is because I wouldn't have thought that this would be the case. I am a proponent of momentum. But I wanted to get y'all's general thoughts about momentum going into the playoffs because it can be about the Cowboys, it can be about the Eagles, it can be about whatever. Do you feel like momentum matters going into the playoffs? If you're making me say yes or no, let's, let's I will start with that. I will say yes, but I would love to explain my yes. Okay, go because for it. Yeah. I think if you're playing like the Cowboys are playing. They're just playing okay. Going into they got destroyed by Buffalo. They played okay against Miami. They played okay against Detroit. And they played great against Washington after the first about 20 minutes of that game. So them, their momentum, if I'm specific, no. The Cowboys' momentum doesn't matter because they have not played great down the stretch and they have not played bad down the stretch. Momentum for the Philadelphia Eagles, yes. They are arguably the worst team in all of football the last five weeks of the season or even six weeks of the season. So I do think it matters if you are playing, if you're playing somewhat the way Baltimore played down the stretch, not not including the game where they sat out against Pittsburgh. The way they're playing, I think everybody's going, man, who's going to beat Baltimore? They literally just destroyed San Francisco at the end of the season, and they played great. So I think if you're playing great or playing bad, it does matter. If you're playing in that middle realm, the way that a lot of teams are going into the playoffs, I don't know if it matters. Okay, and that part is really interesting because this is where I started doing my research. And this is kind of a springboard off of an article from The Ringer. The last five Super Bowl champions, starting with last year and going back, Chiefs, Rams, Bucks, Chiefs, Patriots. Those middle three, so the 21 Rams, the Bucks, and the Chiefs, Rams won seven to eight to close. Got to feel pretty stoked about that. Bucks won five of six to close. 
the Chiefs, they won their last six regular season games. All right. So all three of those teams, like, clearly are on point going into the postseason. Last year's Chiefs, three and three going into the postseason. The Patriots team from 2018, four and three going into the postseason. Help so, me out. Is that the Atlanta? Is that when they. That's not Atlanta, no, is it? I think that's the Rams game, right? That's right. The that's right. And Rams then, uh, yeah, that's right. Because um, Sean McVay uh, took a lot of blame. He said, he almost like, I really overthought this game and didn't give my offense the best. And I love that he, I know I'm going back in time here. I loved, this is why I think Sean McVay is one of the best coaches in the NFL. He admitted his mistake. He said, I screwed up. I didn't give my team the best chance to win. I think the best coaches and the best players they take blame when they do something wrong. But that's not the momentum conversation that we're having, Corey. All right, when it comes to momentum, Kevin, uh, and I'm sorry if I missed the definition of momentum here, but confidence, Ooh, I think when I we talk with Bruce Bochy a lot. Or lack of. Or lack of, the, yeah. The opposite. When we talk with uh, Bruce Bochy a lot of times, how many times did you hear him say, I'm just trying to get his confidence up or keep his confidence high? And I think whenever you are confident in what you're doing, and I think a lot of that comes with – the uh, what do you call luck kevin when preparation meets opportunity, opportunity whenever you are prepared you are better you're more confident you have you play faster you do things faster we do radio differently because we're prepared and confident in what we're doing right like that's the that's we'll the, see do, well i have tapes <laughs> i don't know i have tapes of uh, our first show kevin and i think oh, at some point this summer we're going to go back and play our that. our first show and see nope. how we sounded compared to now but that's, that's where I'm saying, like, I think the Cowboys cleared out some things that were bad and are in a mindset of, we worked on all these little things to get to this point. We are here now. I think they're playing fast. They're playing confident. That's the momentum that I'm looking for. All right, Pops, walk me through your feelings on momentum going into the NFL playoffs, and then I'm going to nerd out super hard with numbers and see how you guys feel about that. Well, I believe it uh, It could be a double-edged sword. You can either be hot and on a roll and continue on through the playoffs, or you can have been on a roll and, and been spent, and you're done. And and with the Cowboys, I've been a Cowboy fan since the early 60s. Right. I don't miss a Cowboy game. And throughout their history, and this year, not so much this year because they are better this year than they have been in a while – but it's still there. You don't really know which team you're going to get. Yes. <laughs> Man, I feel like I feel like you could take that opinion, freeze it, trot it back out in 10 years, trot it back in the past 10 years, and people would still be like, agreed. Now, you mentioned something really interesting right there, is if you have been hot, does it eventually go away? I've already seen a couple of people text in about yes. concern for the Ravens oh. in terms of, they sat a lot of their players, obviously Lamar Jackson, to finish the regular season. Then they're going to have a bye. And only then will they play again in the divisional round. So you're talking about like several weeks off. And then somebody texted in from the 817. Thank you for those Super Bowl numbers. Can you tell us the records going for a bigger data set, say 10 years? How about 23 years? That's an even bigger data set. So this is where the ringer. Since Y2K. Exactly. Have you watched that? documentary on max about y2k no i don't think so. it's like i don't know it's like an hour and a half it doesn't have a narrator it just jumps from 
like the panic re- of the of 1999. Yes, yes, and it's really interesting because it goes from news report to interview and everything like that. It's pretty good. Like I said, it's like an hour and a half. Is so the Ringer did a study since 2000 about momentum going into the playoffs, and this is why I hope Reggie's not listening because he is not a proponent of momentum, and this really helps him out. So. We talked about EPA, expected points added, which is very big, obviously, in the next-gen stats category. Yeah, we expect you to score these points. Yes, and you did even better than that Okay, all right. Of the 10 teams that jumped the most in EPA after November, so these are the teams that, like, improved the most after November. Those top 10, none of them made the Super Bowl. The team with the worst EPA... The 2009 Saints, what happened to them? They won the Super Bowl. Really? And so Onside it's, kicking. It's Yes. It's a really weird dynamic that theoretically going in, here are the best 10 teams that have improved the most. Not one of them made the Super Bowl. Here's the team that did the worst, and then they went on to win the Super Bowl. So this is where I get conflicted. and Because Buffalo's won their last six games. Yes. So you would think, like, that's the team, right? But also Baltimore's playing great, too, right now. So they have two, probably the two hottest teams in the NFL are both in the AFC. They are the one-two seed, so they have a great chance of meeting each other in the AFC championship game. I mean... and But one of them will lose their momentum or lose their... Sure. And I guess maybe Baltimore, based off of this, this is the tough thing. Because remember, I can go back to the 2007 Dallas Cowboys. They were 13. 13 and 1, I believe, or 12 and 1 going into, and then they stopped playing. They didn't right. care. And it was like, guys, like, you haven't cared for three weeks and a bye. And unfortunately, to Pops' point, they had lost all of their, the, the first 13 games of the season, they were playing great. And then they decided, well, we have the one seed wrapped up. We kind of have nothing to play for here. And they just, ha- they went a month without really playing tough, competitive football. And then in a tough competitive game, they ended up making enough mistakes to not beat the New York Giants. And so a team I want to ask y'all about then is how do you feel about the Rams going into the playoffs? Because we're just going off momentum. Theoretically, the Rams should They're playing great. Yeah, they were they're seven and one. The only game they lost was to Baltimore. In they, overtime. Then they had no business losing that game. Yeah. That, that, that was that was a falter by them. But I don't I don't think people are saying I know they're saying that's a good wild card team. But I don't think most people are like, that's an NFC championship game team. Uh, Kevin, not to kill the momentum on this segment here, but from the 469, I'm jealous of Pops because he's he's seen all the Cowboys' success. I'm 28. Pain. Just Ex- wait. <laughs> that's all the Cowboys' failure right there. You just wait until later in the show. Oh. Let's say about noon. He'll share some real pain oh. about being a Cowboys fan that has seen the success that comes along with it as well. Yeah, I think when if the Cowboys play the Rams at home, the Cowboys win that game. Oh. And I think most people would probably say that, right? Even yeah. though the Cowboys have been kind of like, eh, along, yeah. and maybe, the Rams maybe have been I'm, on fire. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe kind of the Nakua, Cooper Cup, obviously Matthew Stafford playing well. I'm always forgetting. They have a pretty good tight end who never has good stats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who's their tight end that is uh, Higby? Higby, Tyler Higby. It's like, he's good. And then at the end of the game, you're like, two catches for 26 yards. He does have every once in a while he breaks out. But I get it, man. He's not a focal point of their offense by any means. The Rams are a good team. I don't think they're as good as the 49ers. I do think they they give the 49ers issues. And maybe they'd give the Cowboys issues that I just don't see right now. But I would think that the Cowboys and the 49ers, if they were to beat Detroit – 
that uh, those two teams, and they would play the 49ers, he would, yes. is that the 49ers would beat them in San Francisco. Is it the Rangers' fault, Kevin, then? Yes. It's the Rangers' fault for giving us any anybody out there any sense of hope that you can just fall apart at the end of the season and then turn <laughs> it back on yeah. uh, and be the dominant one you were. That being said, Ivaldi wasn't ever really – this is the weird thing. He was never really completely healthy until, what, the last week of the season, and he was back in baseball shape. And then he's like, all right, now I'm ready for the playoffs, guys. And that's why you bought him. That's why you went and got him, so that he would compete big in playoff games. So maybe it was part of the plan all along, Kevin. They were just like, look, dude, we know you're old. You're not going to make it through the whole season at this rate. We don't need a Cy Young. We need a World Series championship. So Take what, a few weeks off. What I'm hearing from you is they should have lost the Commanders. And then everybody looked down at Arlington while they were flying over Arlington <laughs> on their way to go somewhere else. And then yeah. this Cowboys team would have been ready. You're right. The Rangers ruined all of my all of my ideas about what you had to be doing going into the postseason. Yeah, they they changed, the, but it's a different game too, and it was a different time, Kevin. Uh, oh. That was that was last year, and this is this year. It was a new season. So dumb. It was a new season, so Kevin. Dumb. Now, Pops, real quick, and I know we'll talk about this throughout the show. If you predicted right now, will the Cowboys make it to the NFC Championship game? Uh, Yes. Wow. Were you going to kick him off the show if he said no? No, he has the right to say uh, certain things that w that he within, wants to say. With whatever he wants within FCC guidelines. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. That's the deal. Whatever you if, want. Within if they don't, will you believe it? The Cowboys are literally cursed. Yeah. Oh, no. But Jerry they, signed a deal with the devil back in the that's day. How, that's what I believe. If you don't make the NFC Championship game this year, I'm not saying Super Bowl. I'm with Pops. But if if they don't do it this year, then there they're literally is a curse well, on the Cowboys. They've got everything. Yes. Right down to home field advantage. Yeah. I'm with you. I don't argue that. But then again, for everybody who texts in, it was like, you've seen the same story play out the last 28 years. I get it. What does that look on your face? There's a new Netflix show about <laughs> basketball. Uh, that I think Mike's going to love. Okay. It's quarterback starring Anthony Edwards, LeBron James, Jason Tatum, Jimmy Butler, and DeMantis Sabonis. And they all try to play quarterback? No, it's quarterback. Wow. In the, it's just the NBA. In. Never mind. I'm done. I got to go. <laughs> y'all have a good mic here. Y'all are they have to play squid games. Your kids are back in school. You should be happy. You yeah. said you were tired of them and wanted them out of the house. <laughs> yeah. But the pool's cold. I just got to get the heater started. Jump in. Yeah. Avery did. You saw him do it last year, didn't you? I don't know right, what what's to say up to next? that. What, you, what are we doing, Kevin? Up next, we will talk with our Dallas Cowboys insider, Mickey Spagnola, right here on 105.3 The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. 
Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105 Through the Fan right now. Brought to you by Ford and your North Texas Ford dealers. Ford is the best in Texas. It is our Dallas Cowboys insider, Mickey Spagnola. Good morning, sir. Good morning to you guys. How's it going? It's going well. Thank you for asking. I think I know the direction this is going to go, but I just want to check <laughs> multiple teams checking in again about the availability or trying to set up interviews with Will McClay, Dan Quinn. I, I don't imagine this is surprising to the franchise and they're kind of used to this by now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, what is this, three years in a row for right. Quinn? Uh, is it eight for Will? I, I'm, I'm just exaggerating, but right. it seems like it every feels year like it, yeah. somebody's after Will McClay. And, uh, you know, he, he's pretty settled here. Uh, and with the exception of having GM in front of his name, uh, he's got all those responsibilities, and they treat him as one. And as I like to say, he's probably the most trusted uh, front office pers- with, uh, person uh, without the last name as Jones uh, that they can have, right? Uh, so he's basically doing, uh, in my mind, the, the GM job. Uh, without the title, uh, and I think he's pretty comfortable here. So we'll see. Maybe one year he decides, um, you know, okay, I'm going to go out on my own. But, again, there's more things that go into this stuff also, family issues, you know, whatever, where you're living, uh, what situation, you know, you're in. Um, and, you know, he, I mean, he's got a lifetime job here if he wants it, uh, if the title doesn't uh, you know, get in his way. And as for Dan Quinn, um, yeah, I mean, this will be the third year in a row. And I would imagine once you've had a head coaching job, you want to make sure if you take the next one, you're in a good situation. And usually it's not a good situation because that's why that team's looking for uh, their next head coach. And even more than that, uh, if, if, if I had the choice, I'd be looking for a team that at least has a quarterback I can sink my teeth into and not one that I either got to go draft one and develop or inherit one that I might not like. So I think there's there's that for him to consider also going into the situation. But I don't think either one of those uh, becomes a distraction uh, during the playoffs. As Dan Quinn said uh, when he was asked about it a week or so ago, yeah, no, he pointed out that you prepare for things like this, meaning interest as a somebody has interest in you as a head coach in the off season. You figure out what your answers are, or what you would do, because they're going to ask you about uh, staff, like who can you put together, who do you think you can get for your offensive coordinator, are you going to be the defensive coordinator, and things like that. Uh, and so it, it, that's the way he answered it: that I take care of that stuff in the off season and this doesn't get in the way of me preparing for a playoff game. I'm really intrigued by something you just said and I understand the concept of sinking your teeth in on a quarterback that you already have. Do you not think for some people out there they would prefer the method of no no, uh, let me go draft the person I want and mold him exactly how I want. Well, yeah, but uh are you assured of getting that guy in the draft? No, you know, not necessarily, for right? sure. Yeah. I mean, if I'm if I'm looking at these things, I I would think, uh, you know, Justin Herbert is probably uh, – I would rather have him than to go into the situations of the other two teams that have to look for a quarterback 
uh, in the draft. And uh, at least I've got a proven product to work with, not knowing if I use the first pick in the draft on Bryce Young and it doesn't work out that first year. But if I take Will McClay with me to the next one. Yeah, I know, I know. Then oh, I can. Oh, man, that would be interesting. Yeah, a, nice, a nice yeah. double, right? Hey, we're a pair, and he's been scouting all my uh, all the quarterbacks that I could potentially get, and we're going to go to the team that's going to get that one. I don't, I don't know. I'm just throwing a wild. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, that's, that's, that's a really good point. Uh, if somebody wants to try and, and, and pull that off. Uh, are you guys encouraging no, this to happen? I'm, they're no, really no, tight. Those two are really tight. right? They've worked really well together. I mean, just look at what what they've done building this defense. I mean, but sometimes title and money is not everything. Yes. And think about how long Will's been here too. Yep. By the way, uh, coming in as a, uh, a a defensive coordinator in the Arena League slashed pro scout. Uh, in the scouting department, would doing both jobs, then became the head coach of the Desperados. And while he was still helping the Cowboys in the scouting department and then moved up in the scouting department to, you know, assistant personnel director, uh, it's been a long run for him uh, since he first got here um early 2000s yeah he was a lot of fun I, that was when i was working with mickey he uh he said you're gonna go interview will mcclay the head coach of the desperados and it was a lot of fun getting to know him then and i'm sure if i texted him right now he'd text back and say i'm a cowboy that's just <laughs> usually the the reply i get from will yeah. so well uh, and, and think about it that good experience for my for my interns to go and cover the arena league yeah, right? that yeah. was their job <laughs> it was a lot of fun the, the this uh this Cowboys team specifically what what are your what's your biggest concern with them on Sunday? Well, I I think that you know they've somewhat answered questions uh, against some of the lesser teams being able to stop the run and, and run the football. Uh, and I know you can just go out and sling it around and win games uh, in the playoffs, but. I still think that their ability to stop the run, they've got to prove it to me in the playoffs. Yeah. Because uh, if you look at their last exits, that has been a problem, uh, not being able to uh, stop the run, uh, especially the last two uh, meetings with San Francisco. They haven't done a very good job of that. They didn't do a very good job of that against the Rams uh, when they met them uh, out at the Coliseum. Uh, so, again, and at times, that's reared its ugly head this year, right? Teams have, that have domin- beaten them and dominate them have been able to run the football on them. So, again, uh, you know, it's great the sacks you get. It's great the takeaways you get. Uh, but a lot of times, boy, you got to be able to stop the run to be able to beat some of these other uh, high-scoring offenses. The, I, I did hear uh, Rob Domofsky this morning on – he's an ESPN reporter for Green Bay – uh, he was on with Sean and RJ this morning, and he they were like, hey, so Aaron Jones was really good in his last three games. Is that the the approach? Because the Cowboys have been weak there. And he was like, yeah, I don't think that they're going to be running the ball at will against the Cowboys, even if the Cowboys are poor. So that was his kind of his just little thought on what he's seen from that team is they aren't as much of success as they had because he had, what, 120 yards and almost three straight games there. Yeah, he had more than 111 for three straight games. Uh, but again... Those three straight games were against the Carolina Panthers, two and fifteen, Minnesota Vikings, seven and ten, and the Chicago Bears, seven and ten. 
and they only beat the Bears seventeen to nine. By the way, yeah, that game uh, was terrible. So even if they, you know, had racked up a bunch of thirty uh, threes in the in the other two games, you know, it, uh, you know, he didn't do that. By the way, against the Giants when they got beat twenty four twenty two, and yeah. he didn't do it against Tampa Bay when they got beat thirty four twenty. So they had a two game losing streak there before their three-game winning streak. But, hey, give them credit. They won seven of their last ten games. Uh, and two of those uh, were uh, beating uh, the Detroit Lions in Kansas City. Yep. Actually, three of them, and they beat the Chargers when the Chargers still looked like they had something to uh, gain in this, in, this, in this season before they fell apart. I know we talked a ton this year about CeeDee Lamb, or rightfully so. I wanted to focus back around on – Brandon Cooks, three touchdowns in his first nine games. Last seven games, five touchdowns. And his touchdowns this year, I think, are the most for him since 2016. Have you? It doesn't feel like there's been like a dramatic shift. He just feels like he's been integrated more and more into the game plan. I think he just makes plays. And he makes plays in critical uh, situations. You know, I remember... Uh, kind of researching some of the things he did the previous years in a lot of his uh, big games or big catches for touchdowns were in critical situations. You know, it was the same, and I don't mean to get off the subject, but the same thing when I was looking at Gilmore and what he did last year. You know, he had a couple, like, breakups or interceptions in the end zone to save games, and it's good to have veteran guys like that uh, that can play uh, down the stretch, uh, in pressure pack situations uh, and excel. Uh, and I think that's Brandon Cooks. I don't think you look at the volume, you look at the quality uh, of when he's catching the balls and uh, the touchdowns that he's come up with. And you're exactly right. The, the what, seven touchdown catches now? Uh, that's the most he's had in about seven years so or six years. So, again, uh, I, yeah, I think that, uh, you know, he, he's just come on, and when teams realize, well, you know what, I got a guy over there that just caught 135 passes this season. Maybe I better pay attention to him, and that gives uh, opportunities for someone else, uh, and that includes Cooks and Ferguson's, uh, Ferguson that have taken really good advantage of the attention teams are giving C.D. Lamb or should be giving C.D. Lamb. Uh, I want to see the next team that goes out there and says, yeah, I got a corner that can cover him. Uh, I think the Cowboys will take their chances. All right. Excellent insight as always. Appreciate it. Good, sir. We'll catch up with you again tomorrow. Yep. See ya. There you go. Mickey Spagnola from DallasCowboys.com. Kevin, did you see the NFL Players Association make its announcement for the Players All-Pro team? So oh. I know like you are very big on the AP. Uh, right. like you're a huge fan of that. But the players were like, we want to do that. I don't know if you want the names right now, but Tell I do me. have them. Let's All hear right, it. We'll go through they each. They probably gave up their vote for one less day of practice. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, got to do it. CeeDee Lamb was the first receiver named uh, on the list, and then Tyreek Hill. Oh, in your face, Tyreek Hill. Zach Martin uh, was the right guard. Deron Bland Hell was yeah. the first cornerback named, and Patrick Sertan was the second one, and Brandon Aubrey. Now, Kevin, as you know, I'm terrible at counting but I feel like that's four. Okay. So I feel like that's a pretty good number for the Cowboys to have CeeDee Lamb, Zach Martin, Deron Bland. No Micah? That's what I was curious about. No Micah. 
Well, who are the defensive ends? Miles Garrett. TJ Watt. Take a guess. TJ Watt. Max Crosby was the oh, other Oh, he one. had a lot of sacks. <laughs> so there you go. My, this is a great. This, this is, is a great. great thing. This is really good. This is a great thing. I hope everybody shows this to Micah Parsons. Send it to Micah right now on Twitter. I hope this is like the rookie of the year balloting that Magic Johnson gets to see how Larry Bird stomped him in that, and he's like, "Yeah, okay, we'll we'll see what happens." Now. I'll show you. I guys. hope everybody shows Micah is like the players don't even think you're one of the best two. You're All probably, the players in this league think you stink. You're bro. probably behind Watt as well, so yeah. maybe you're fourth. Yeah, I like, mean, you might not even be the best in the division. Yeah, let's uh, let's just see if you can fire him up. Yeah. <laughs> Montez Sweat not even being there anymore might still be better than Kevin. You. I'm sorry, man. Oh no! Is he on the linebacker list? Tyler Smith is also on this list. Oh, really? He's tied with Joe Batonio uh, from Cleveland. So I that was why I missed that one. But you, no, Micah. I'm gonna relook at this list, Kevin. Okay. Yeah, still no Micah on there. Okay. He's not even at safety. That's weird. That part doesn't. He could play safety better than most of those guys. Where the can't see I think he'd be a top 10 safety in the league if you moved in there. I'm dead serious. I don't know if he'd be top five, but I top think, 10 he'd, safety? I think he'd be a, one of the 10 best safeties. And he'd in the finally league. have some interceptions, you know? Man, well, that's a good point. Coming up next, it's time for baseball nuggets with Mike Bassett. Well, let's see where the Rangers are next. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105 through the fan right now. It's time for some of that baseball nuggets with Mike Basak. You didn't like my tease of baseball nuggets. Just deal with it, okay? <laughs> but where are they now? That was my tease, right? I thought it was, we'll talk about the Rangers. Where are they? Yeah. This is going to make all the sense in the world to you now <laughs> okay. on this tease. MLB Network has now started to put out their top 10 right now. Now, remember, at the end, they'll do their top 100 right now in Major League Baseball. But their first list has come out of where are they now? It's starting pitchers. Now, they have the top 10 starting pitchers right now. I'll just ask this quick question, yes or no. Do you believe there's a starting pitcher for the Texas Rangers on the top 10 starting pitchers in baseball right now? And if so, who? I mean, Evaldi's the only one I can think of. Agreed. But I don't think that anybody's going to. Jacob DeGrom? He can't can't throw. That's true. So no, right now, yeah, right now he can't throw. If this, you, is, this is the this right is now the list, second Mike. half of the season. We might have a bunch. Yeah, I'm gonna say Valdi as well. He's not on the list. I, I was gonna say he's not. It's your fault. No, I said I, he would be the only one. But he can't I think be. you're right. I think for Jacob Degrom, he's usually on this list. But yes. with his major injury, that he's they're hoping they he can pitch after the All Star break. And I wouldn't say exactly right after the All Star break. They're probably hoping the Rangers sometime in August that he has done his rehab work and that he can pitch. But I, I'm i not saying that's optimistic. I'm just saying that's what they're hoping for. So your top 10 starting pitchers right now. I'm going to let you guys take a guess on, and you don't have to name number one. Just tell me who you think one of the best 10 p- starting pitchers. Garrett Cole. In. Garrett Cole is number one. How about this? Just to show you how crazy a list can be from last year to this year. Not ranked last year. Was not considered one of the 10 best pitchers right now. I don't know how he didn't. I don't know how he wasn't like seven, eight, nine, or 10. I get maybe. That is odd. So 
Not ranked last year, Garrett Cole is number one. Is there somebody else? Spencer Strider. Spencer Strider, not ranked last year, ranked number seven on the list now. Zach Gallen. Zach Gallen, not ranked last year. Oh, my God. This year, number three. So, do you see how much this can change? Starting pitching, this is the tough thing. I'm not saying you shouldn't pay a lot of money for starting pitching, but you can see how volatile – starting pitching can be uh, it'll be interesting today they come out with catchers I, I don't know if it comes out i think it comes out at like 6 p.m so tomorrow i'm going to give you just a tease i will give you the list of catchers and jonah heim should be top five i don't know where he's going to fall in the top five but he should be top five so you guys have named three guys literally all three guys were not on the list blake last snell year. you already named two I've named one. Okay, that was my last one. Come on, bro. Blake Snell, not on the list last year. In fact, I almost released him after He's April on, on my fantasy year, though, right? team Ooh. because I was like, he stinks. Is he on the this, this He year? is. He's number five. Okay. So you guys wow. have named – there's two other guys that weren't even ranked last year that are on this list. But you have named probably, I would say – Almost all of the most popular pitchers. That's a hint for if you'd like to name one other guy. Third baseman for the Cleveland Indians, what? Corbin Burnson. That he is, was number one last year. Real. The number one starting pitcher. And you are correct. Yep. And that's Corbin what, Burns, yeah. Yes, Corbin Burns is now number two on the list. So he fell down one spot on the list. So Garrett Cole's one. Corbin Burns, Corbin Burns is two. Zach Gallen is three. Blake Snell is five. Spencer Strider is seven. Do you guys want me to just start naming names? Because I know it gets tougher here. Actually, I was going to tell you that Corbin Burnson is also in that weird show I'm watching called The Curse that has Emma Stone in it. You should watch Psych. Wasn't he on like using... L.A. Law or something yes, like that? Yes, yeah. he yeah. was. His, his, it was his best at Psych, though. Um, oh. And a lot of people haven't seen that documentary. Do you want me to give you a hint movie? on number four? Yes. Easy Hall of Famer. Easy yeah, Hall of Famer. Well, who'd you You've say? You've seen his butt before. Oh, Verlander. Verlander. <laughs> Hold on. That, that was a better so, hit. Remember, Easy Hall of Famer, all the not time. sure. That's You've seen oh. his butt in a picture. Have you seen his butt? Yeah, I saw that picture with his wife, Kate Upton, right? They took a picture. What was him. she wearing in that picture? I don't remember. I don't think she's wearing anything, right? Were they even married at that point? Yeah, they're, I think they were married. In, the, in those pictures? You don't have to be married to be naked. That is 100% true. Um, you, all right, number six you guys aren't going to get. Is, he was number is eight Max last Freed year. Max Freed on that list? Max, Max Freed is on the list. He was number seven last year. He's number nine, which was interesting because I think he's spectacular. But he was hurt most of this year. But they are, are expecting him to have a big bounce back. So what's interesting on this list is I'll give you the list now, the rest of it. Number six is Zach Wheeler. He was eight last year. Number eight is Logan Webb. He wasn't on the list last year of San Francisco. And number 10, not on the list. Now a St. Louis Cardinal is Sonny Gray. So he was a Minnesota twin last year. He has signed a contract with the St. Louis Cardinals. Was he great last year? I'm just, he yeah. was he was really good. He's number ten. Okay. So I mean, how good was he? Yeah, you good know? point, Mike. Well, hold on. He's better than every Rangers pitcher. Allegedly says yeah. the list. Yeah, so what's barely. interesting on this list is there's no Dodger, and oh yeah, I want to talk about this for a second on this list is. Everybody is now thinking the Dodgers are going to win it all. Obviously, Shohei can't pitch. And he didn't pitch at the end of the year. He can't pitch in 2024. He's going to DH every game that he is in. Is 
This is the one thing about the Dodgers that I'm wondering about. As great as their lineup looks, and if you didn't see this, they signed Teoscar Hernandez to a one-year 23. 23. Yeah, I think it might have been in a half, but who cares about that half mil? You know what I'm saying? That goes to- $500,000. I know, but that all goes to California. They really take all your money. For um, now. For now. Yeah. Did you see that they're trying to implement legislation to change that? Oh, to not take his money or to take more of his money? To make sure you can't, you put a cap on the deferred payments that Shohei did. Oh, yeah, but that's that's uh, the law. I wonder if the, he would say, well, the law in 2023 was this. That's a good question. Okay, but I'm wondering this. As I look at this list, there's no Texas Ranger on the list. And Evaldi, to y'all's point, probably would have been the best on this list. But the Dodgers don't have anybody on this list. Now, I do know this. They love Bobby Miller. If you don't know who that is, that's one of their premium young pitchers who pitched last year, and he does look the part. Walker Bueller is coming back to start the year next year. How good can he be after missing almost two years of pitching because of Tommy John surgery? I don't know, but when he was healthy, he was a he was probably a top 10 pitcher. I'd have to go back to 2021 to see if he was on the list. I would assume he would be on one of the 10 best starting pitchers list in 2021. Obviously, probably in 21, Kershaw was, but he's not on the list anymore, and I don't expect him to make a list like this anymore. So the Dodgers are spending money like crazy. At the same time, if Walker Bueller doesn't take the step back to where he was, if Bobby yeah. Miller doesn't take the step to where they think he can be, I'm just not so sure the Dodgers are just going to dominate in the playoffs because last year, nothing against Clayton Kershaw. I wouldn't mind him being a Texas Ranger. He got utterly destroyed in game one of the playoffs, and that was kind of it for the Dodgers because, like, dude, that's the best we have. We don't At this point, we don't have anything better. So there's a lot of hope right now. Unless, look, I won't put it past them that Blake Snell on the list is a free agent. Yes. I mean, maybe they signed Blake Snell. And so on the list, they do have a guy that they truly believe in that's a right now top 10 starting pitcher. But I look at Atlanta with Spencer Strider and Max Freed, seven and nine on this list. And I'm not saying Atlanta's better, but if there was a matchup of Atlanta versus LA right now, you would like the pitching more for Atlanta than you would for LA. So. I, that makes a lot of sense to me. I'm hoping this. I don't know this. I'm hoping this, that Jacob deGrom has such a great two months and maybe a playoff stretch that he's back on this list. Because if you just look at talent when healthy, Jacob deGrom's a top five talent easily in Major League Baseball. But the question is, is can he come back the same? Will he come back the same? Uh, you know, how how much can he pitch when he comes back? Is it, can he throw 100 pitches? You know, like. That's it, not an injury that you can rush is it like a, the especially recovery at his age and a second tommy john like like there we've seen athletes rush their injuries before and then have to have a second surgery and right. then they like they had to deal with that and even watching Derek, like it seems like there's a long process that he's having to go through to get to that point right so I i'm mean, not i'm not hoping no, you, that mike you are correct the only time you might rush it is if you're like look this is it <laughs> i have one year left on my contract i'm close to 40 years old i it's good enough. Let's just see if I can pitch these last three months of my life. And if it because dies, if it not, dies. yeah, if it's if not, I know that my your career's arm. over. Your okay. arm, if it dies, gotcha. Kevin, not. So what will be interesting is tonight the catchers come out, and I'm going to be very interested to see if Jonah Heim's number one. What about Austin Hedges? He's not going to be number one. All right. 
Uh, or in the top Well, I mean, ten. Heim was an all-star, Spoiler World alert. Series catcher. Well, I'm wondering, Adley Rushman and Will Smith will be up there with him. So I think those are the three candidates for number one. Do you, th- do you think he's going to be number one, or do you think more like two, two is more likely? I'm wondering if he'll be number three because Adley Rushman, obviously there's – I get it, number one overall pick, a lot of hype. He helped lead their team to the best record in the American League. So I can see where Adley would be ahead of Jonah Heim. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. Yeah. And I can see where Will Smith, because he has more time, he still has more time in the majors than Jonah Heim, uh, especially as an everyday, you're our number one catcher. So I'm, I'm expecting him to be three, Okay, but I could see where he could be one or two, but I'm expecting Adley Rushman and Will Smith to just be ahead of him. And then just to give you an idea, as I end this, Thursday will be shortstops. There's a good chance the Rangers have the number one guy in baseball. Right fielders. There's a good chance that you have Adolis Garcia on that list. Second baseman. There's a chance you have the number one second baseman in all baseball. First base. I think Nate Lowe might make the end of the list. That'll be interesting if he if he makes a list. Left fielders, they're not going to put Evan yeah. Carter on there yet. Center fielders, I'm wondering if Leody makes the back end of that list. Third baseman, Josh Young will be on that list. And then relief pitchers, I don't think we're going to have a person on that list. But that gives you an idea. Um, this should be fun. Wednesday and Thursday, they will have catchers and shortstops list. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade used with permission.